Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. And of course, I'm Misha. Shocker, isn't it? <laughs> that was good. I like that. Well, my you da- should know at this time you're listening to her. That's yeah. why. My daughter pointed that. She goes, "Why do you just tell? Why are you telling people you're you? You're obviously you. It's your show." Because she is introing her show. Yes. Great job, mom. That's how we do it. <laughs> That's how we do it. Because <laughs> people could be tuning in for the first time. They're unfamiliar. Very so we're, we're, we have to let everybody know that's how we intro. And it really is It's me. an identifier. It makes it sense, is. right? Oh, we got it. <laughs> all right. So, yes, you are listening to the Misha Rouser Show. And, yeah, this show is all about professional and leadership development. Again, everything you need to know to be more confident and competent in your professional life. We talk about everything from communication skills, personal productivity, leading without authority, emotional intelligence, and so on. And so also with our live shows, we are live here in the Seattle area, and you are welcome to call in with any questions if you're having any issues um, with other coworkers or in your own personal growth, whatever. Please feel free to call in. And to call in, Benny, those numbers are? Yeah, we have two to, to choose from, so to speak. It's 425-373-5527. That's 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569, whichever is convenient. So it's 888-298-5569. Excellent. And if you are listening to this show um, and it's recorded, you got it from a podcast, either iTunes or Stitchers or something, and you do have some questions, you can do a couple of things, even if you're not in the Seattle area. One is you could go to my website and click through to actually um, stream the live show so you could listen live and then you could always use the toll-free number to be able to call in from anywhere in the world, which is very cool. Um, the other thing that you could do is you could also go to my website and send me your questions. I would be happy to answer those for you. I do try to get back to people pretty quickly um, online, and we'll send you back an email. And in some cases, I'll even bring them on the show, too, and maybe share with everybody what your question was. So a couple different options for you there. Uh, also, on the website, then, is you can get access to all the um, older shows, and you can also get links to the podcast so that you can even do an RSS feed so that when this show becomes um, available on podcasts, then it goes directly to you. Um, so you can get all of them every week directly delivered to your iPhone. Very cool. Or your Droid if you have one of those. Okay. So what are we doing today? We are going to be talking about being a new manager or supervisor. Um, and now if you have, you're not a new manager or supervisor, do still listen because this does still apply to you. More than likely, you are going to be promoted. And so each time that we move up in the hierarchy in the ranks, a lot of these same tips are applicable to you. Okay, so... Let's start out with, I'm going to start with 15 tips for new managers and supervisors. And then I'm also going to go into the most common mistakes that managers or supervisors make. Okay, so because keep in mind, transitioning into any type of a new managerial role, even if it could be anything as a new supervisor to maybe a vice president, every time we transition into that new role, It isn't just a promotion and a pay raise. It's a shift in a new type of role that requires a whole new skill set. And so here are some tips to keep in mind when you're transitioning into that. The number one tip, don't let the position go to your head. So what I mean by that is on both sides of the coin. 
on one side of the coin of letting it go to your head. Oh, yeah, I'm the one that won out and, you know, and getting a little bit of that attitude. So you don't want that to happen. You also want to remain humbled and and remain just who you are. Again, you were raised probably because of your, your skills and the way you're able to work with others. So you don't want that to change. You don't want that to go to your head and now be thinking of yourself as being so much greater than everybody else. Now, on the flip side, though, and this goes into point number two, still don't be afraid to act like a manager. So you do, you are the manager or supervisor or the vice president. You do need to step into that role. Now, for some people, that's where it can get, you know, it's a little hard while I'm trying to be humble, but yet you still need to be manager and you still need, especially in the beginning, set your expectations and so forth. Um, Just, you can do, you can be both. You can humbly do that. Okay, number three, don't pretend you have all the answers. Now, I know you guys know this, but we still, almost always, I see it so often, when we move into those new roles, we're feeling like, but we got promoted because we have all the answers. And no, that's probably not why you got promoted. You probably got promoted because, one, you're really good at what you do, and you're really great with other people, and the other people respect you. It's not about having all the answers, okay? So get off of that horse. You don't need that one. The number four, get to know the people and let them get to know you. Now, this will be easier, obviously, or this is easier, obviously, if you're moving into a position where you know a lot of the people. However, I would still, even if you know a lot of them, take the time to get together with them because now you're lo- you, your relationship changed a little bit. And so you want to be more interested in their career goals, what's important to, to them. What do they need from you to be successful? So it's a different type of, re- of conversation than you probably were having before. So make sure and sit down with each person and find out who they are, what motivates them, what, they're exci- what excites them about their job, what are their career goals, and so forth. All right, let's go to the next one. We're already on number five. Harness the collective power of the group. This one I see a lot, too, is when we tend to move into, again, managerial leadership roles, whatever it is, we tend to take on the whole burden ourselves. A lot of times thinking, again, well, if we're the ones that would, we're choosing to, to fill this role and we got the promotion, then it's our responsibility to perform and to make sure that the team performs. And, yeah, that's true. But you're not doing all the work. You're not carrying that whole burden. Take that sack off your back and throw it down on the floor and then spread it out with everybody else. Say, hey, this is what, you know, is expected of us. This is what I'm expecting of you. Um, This is what's expected of us. And then let's say, you know, so what do we want to do here? How do we want to work together? How do we want to divvy up this load? So you want to be, share, again, share that burden with others. Then number six. Understand individual differences. And in in other words, especially here, respect diversity. You really do want to have a variety of opinions, perspectives, and so forth on your team. And you want to honor that. When you have that variety, then you're probably going to have much more balanced synergy. You're going to be able to come up and, you know, when you're making decisions, be able to make more intelligent decisions as a group because you have so many different perspectives and opinions that are being brought in. So you do really want to respect that diversity. Some, and and so kind of another thing to keep in mind on this one is when you're meeting with others and you're trying to find that, those, how the differences, you know, what each person brings. Sometimes, and especially if you don't know the person very well, they may hold back. 
Um, so part of the key is getting them to know that you really do honor differences, even if they're a diff- even if it's a difference of opinion of what you believe in, that there's space for that and there and that you hold the space for that and you allow that to happen. Key, key thing when being a leader and a manager. All right, the next one. Number seven, identify the most important goals of the department. And this is going to be really important. And and like I had said earlier, when you first come in, you want to make sure as soon as possible to set your expectations. What What can people expect from you? But especially, too, then, of helping them understand what you see as the priorities. And so sitting down and for you to identify, okay, here's what I see are our priorities and what we need to get done. These are our most important goals to help them understand that that's what you are expecting. Um, Now, again, you can open it up to some people may differ on that, and that's okay. That's another conversation. But the point being in this particular aspect is that the previous manager or supervisor may not have looked at it the same way. And so you may be bringing in a different perspective, and they need to get on board, and you want them to get on board as quickly as possible so everybody has the shared vision and the shared goals, and they understand what's expected of them. All right, your next one, and this one I've actually highlighted in bold, is number eight, manage your stress. Um, There's two things that I have found that will keep managers or supervisors from being promoted, and it'll be pretty much cap their career. One of them is their ability to manage stress. The second one is their ability to be productive and time management. Because what happens is if, let's say you finally get all that down where you're at, and if you're good at it, then you usually get promoted. Well, then when you get promoted, now your stress level goes up because guess what? The level of intensity of your problems just got bigger. And then because of that too, your ability to manage your time within that just got more complicated. So it's really important to practice right now, you know, what are some stress reductions? You know, what are some ways that you keep yourself from getting stressed out? And then also start thinking about um, productivity. And I know, in fact, I don't know if I have a show, but there will be a show (laughs) coming up pretty quickly on how to do both of those. All right. Number nine, respect longstanding employees. So, again, you want to honor and respect those people who have earned their that the recognition of they've been there a long time. They hold a lot of history and a lot of knowledge that you don't. And you want to make sure and, and respect that and honor that. Number 10, bridge the generational divide. And I do know I have a show on this, on the generational differences. And if you're not sure what I mean by bridging that generational divide, go to that show you want to bring in and make everybody feel welcome. And sometimes, depending on your organization, there could be a really big gap between, I mean, you could be working with 23-year-olds in, on your team and also have, you know, 69-year-olds. And so how do you ensure that everybody feels welcome, that everybody feels like a contributor? Okay, let's see. I'm doing pretty good. So that was number 10. I think we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then I'm going to do my last five. So again, you are listening to the Misha Rouser Show here on KKNW Live in Seattle, and we'll be right back after this break. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. 
Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show, where we are talking about leadership and professional development. And our topic today is when you are a new supervisor or manager or vice president, whatever. In other words, you just moved up in the ranks into a new position. Okay, so we were going over my top 15 list of things to think about what you want to do within those first few days or that when you first move into that position. Okay, so we were on number 10. So leaving number 10, going to number 11, seek a mentor. You know, finding a mentor is going to be so helpful in so many different ways. One, as you move up the hierarchy and the corporate chain and so forth, then you're going to find your relationship with the peers that you had down below is changing. And it does. And in fact, um, if we have time, we'll go into that a little bit. But yeah, you're not hanging out with your coworkers like you used to. If you just got promoted. So because of that, you're in a sense finding, you know, new coworkers, people at your new level to be able to talk with and share with and so forth. And sometimes to also really help then in that transition um, is having a mentor. So anybody, it could be somebody in your company that you really respect um, that maybe is a little higher level than you that you could reach out to. It could be finding somebody at another organization. Um, There's a lot of different ways to find a mentor, but I would highly recommend doing that. And then the next one, number 12, establish credibility. 
I am going to have a show on this one, too, about how do we establish credibility. And that one's really hard to do. I mean, it's pretty simple, it's, but it's also something that you really need to pay attention to. So a couple tips real quick on how to establish credibility. One, you know, do what you say and say what you do. Um, be authentic about things. Show respect. If anything else, if you can just remember remember to be respectful to everybody else and treat others how you want to be treated or actually treat others better than you would like to be treated could really help build your credibility. Number 13, be confident in your team's abilities. So again, when you can hold the space that you know your team is going to excel, then they're going to do great. Um, this is, in fact, I was just thinking about this. My husband has just been brought in as head coach for football coach for a high school team. And they just got back from doing some spring training the first time they all got together and they did this football camp. And one of the things that he established with them is that, you know, we're not going to put a lot of rules on you guys. We're going to, we, we respect you. We want you guys to be respectful to us. You guys are, you know, grown. You can make your own decisions. We are not going to be putting a lot of rules together until you force us to. So again, putting the onus on them and the ownership on them. So the same type of idea then is, again, to be confident in your team's abilities. Number 14, manage your time wisely. So this was the second bold. Remember I was saying those two things that will keep people from moving up in their field and in their careers is usually stress, if they can't learn how to manage their own stress, and two, productivity. So again, now in the beginning, as quickly as you can, you want to figure out, okay, what are my new priorities? How am I managing my time? Because it's going to be totally different than what it was before, more than likely. And then the last one is network, 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 network. Again, it's so building your internal and external network is so important for a number of reasons. One, it's going to help you create allies to help you get things done, um, especially when you can create networks between peers from other departments and so forth. It's great when you can connect outside of the organization. Um, it's just so many benefits, not only for your career, but for your team, for your ability to get things done. Okay, so those were my 15 tips for new managers and supervisors. Now, not as if that wasn't enough for one show, but I am also going to add in here the seven mistakes that most first-time managers make at least once. Now, again, this goes into also keep these in mind if you um, – are a seasoned manager or supervisor or leader and get promoted. Keep these things in mind as well. So number one, you're still trying to do things yourself. This one I've actually seen, um, had a great example of it from a person I was coaching at a company I was on retainer for, and they got moved up into a vice president level. And it's like all of a sudden <laughs> forgot that, no, you need to support other people and empower other people. And in this case, he kept thinking he had to do it all himself because he's now a vice president. It's like, no, you do not have to still try to do it all yourself. You have a wonderful group to rely on, and they're intelligent. Rely on them, lean on them, and share the burden. Okay, number two, as far as mistakes go, the most common mistakes, is focusing on details rather than goals. This is where we get caught up in the weeds and we're not really focusing on the priorities. Are you clear on what your priorities are? Do you know where you're going, where your team is going, where the organization's going? And are you in alignment with that? Or are you mucking around with a bunch of details of a bunch of things that are just busy work? Okay, something to catch yourself on. 
We do that especially in the beginning because we feel so overwhelmed that we tend to mistake the details for the goals. Okay, so just a little check for you. Then number three, imitating others. A lot of times we get promoted into this new position and there's all this kind of power and authority and so forth. And we're like, oh, my gosh, who do you know? I need to be more like so and so. Okay, now that can be okay, but you still want to be who you are authentically. So you really want to watch emulating too many other people. Um, It's fine to bring in their characteristics, but it's hard when we're trying to like fill the shoes of the previous manager by being just like them. It's probably not going to happen. So don't even try to fill those shoes. All right? Be uniquely who you are. Okay, number four, making promises you can't keep. It's so easy to do when you first get into the role because you're thinking, oh, yes, I'm so excited. I can do that. I can do this. I will do that. We do it all the time. Okay, so that one's another one. Please watch yourself. What promises are you making? Now, it's okay to maybe say, you know, I intend to do these types of things. I'm not, you know, again, I got to get into the role and spend some time. But if I can, I would love to. So just watch what you're committing to. All right, number five, missing out on early wins. Okay, what I mean by this one is there's kind of that 90-day rule, and it, that varies, but just roughly. Remember that when, when you got into this position, you have the leadership team. They picked you. They thought you're the one that can do this. So you actually have a lot more leeway those first 90 days. In other words, you can get away with stuff because then they'll they'll be sitting back watching like, hmm, even if they don't agree with it, they're going to be like, well, I mean, she seemed really competent. I, I, we're going to trust that, you know, because they want to trust their own decision, that they made the right decision. So they're going to give you a little more leeway to see, okay, what are you doing with this? What can you do? So take advantage of those early wins. Take advantage of being able to maybe take a few more risks that you might not be able to get away with later. Okay, just keep in mind, if they backfire, then that's not a good thing either. Um, but, again, you can always, again, if you make a mistake, just, you know, hey, own that one as well. Okay, number six, refusing to make decisions. Oh, God, now think about yourself. Have you not been in a position where you had a manager or supervisor get promoted and they can't make a decision to save their lives in the beginning? Like, well, what do you think? What's the department think? I'm still trying to figure it out. It's like, dude, we need to make, we just got to go forward, please. Make some decisions here. Um, so while it's true, you want to really watch making hasty decisions, especially if you're not sure, like, what is the history? What else do I need to be paying attention to? You know, I mean, there are new things you need to pay attention to. But at least be make trying to do your best to make some decisions and move forward. All right. And then the last one, number seven, is holding back. Again, too worried about making mistakes and so forth. If I was to say, if you were waffling between, should I take the risk or not? If you're in your first 90 days, I would go for it. Again, that's probably when you have the most leniency. So don't hold back. You know, try it. Let people know, hey, I'm not sure if this is going to work. But, you know, I really think it might, and I would love to give it a try. Okay, so those are some tips for you for um, when you are a new manager and also some mistakes for first-time managers. And good, I was trying to get through that a little quickly because there's one more that I really want to share with you is to understand the importance that no matter if you are a first-time supervisor, a manager, first-time leader, you just got moved up 
to head a new division. You just got moved up to vice president, whatever it is. When you first move into that role, know that it's just human nature. You're going to be tested. And what I mean by that is that your peers are, are your, um, the employees that are working with you and your peers. They all just basically want to know what, what are, who are you? What are going to be your expectations? Where are your boundaries? And we do this subconsciously. So again, you know, in the beginning, you're probably get, you may have people showing up late for meetings. You may have some people kind of slacking or trying to do things a little bit differently. They usually they're not showing up late for the meeting thinking, oh, I'm just going to show up late because I can. I have a new boss. It's more of thinking, um, you know, kind of what, you know, I'm running late. I don't know how this new boss is going to react. Maybe he's going to be okay with me running late. And so they're just testing your boundaries. So what you want to pay attention to that is, one, don't take this personally. It's just human nature. It's kind of like remember when you were a kid and you got a new babysitter? How much did you try to get away with that first day? Oh, yeah, my dad says I can watch more TV if I eat all of my dinner. <laughs> you know, you're just tested up to see what you can get away with. Yeah, I could stay up later if, uh, I, if I'm reading or whatever. Okay, so know that's happening with you too. So what you can do then to help with that is just to make sure, and I emphasized this earlier, set your expectations. Let other people know what to expect of you and what you're expecting of them. To do that, it's going to require that you get really clear on who you are as a person and a leader. This goes back to understanding a lot of this is two things. One, on one hand, it's understanding who we are in our own profes- professional development, and our own personal growth. And on the other hand, it's also just tools, techniques, keeping you know, aware of what's going on in the environment. So going back to just understanding who you are, the more you can understand what your values are, your principles, what you stand by, then that's going to help everybody else understand who you are. And it's going to help everybody else get really comfortable with you quickly because now they're no longer in this, this gray area of who are you? you know, what do you stand for? What are you expecting of me? When people react and, and start um, pushing back, um, when you're a new leader, it's because they're just trying to get a little stability again in their life. And this, un- and there's a little bit of this unknown of who are you and how is it going to be like working with you? So the sooner that you can establish all of that up front will make a huge difference. Okay. So I f- hope all of this was really helpful for you. I know it was a lot. Um, I will have this, uh, probably won't be within the first week or so, but I will have a transcription of this show as well on my website so you can always go back and you can always listen to it over and over again all right so you have been listening to the misha rouser show thank you so much for listening i really appreciated it i'm here coaching you towards success and i'm wishing you all a great day thank you thank you for listening to the misha rouser show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha every week, Tuesdays, 9.30 to 10 a.m., as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful, all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for the Misha Rouser Show.